Hello, my name is Nick Spasic, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we talk with composers Benji Marison and Will Slater about their work for the BBC Dynasties series of nature documentaries. Acclaimed multidisciplinary music masters in their own right, Benji Marison and Will Slater are now creating sounds for the screen together, calling upon their collective experience from a music and arts education, work producing and touring records, as well as composing for film and television. Both from the Midlands UK, their paths first aligned when they were commissioned as a duo to score the popular BBC David Attenborough series, Dynasties, in 2018, for which they received nominations from the IFMCA and News and Documentary Emmys. In December 2020, global audiences were charmed by Meerkat, a Dynasty special, the spectacular opening episode of Series 2. Playing the, quote, puppeteers of people's emotions, Benji and Will carved out their own palette of sounds for the score, with the full OST album released February 26th on Silver Screen Records. Crafting their character as composers and defining a musical language that enhances the viewing experience, the combination of stunning visuals and music makes for a wild, multi-sensory adventure. I talked about all of this and more with Will and Benji in a really fun, international conversation. Well, again, both of you, thank you for taking time uh, out of your day to speak with me. Uh, if uh, we could start by both of you introducing yourselves so that everyone knows who's talking. Maybe I'll go first. Um, I'm Benji Merrison, composer. Um, worked very uh, closely with Will Slater, who will introduce himself in a second. Um, most recently on... Um, Dynasties, the David Attenborough series for BBC One. Um, I've got film coming out, SAS Red Notice, uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, me and Will are also working on Green Planet, uh, again, another David Attenborough series, along with a new um, a new series of Dynasties as well. Hi there, Nick. I'm Will Slater. I'm also composer on the Attenborough series. Um, and actually... Uh, been composing on natural history Attenborough uh, shows for probably about 15 years now um, for various projects. So, yeah, so got quite a bit of experience. 
How did the two of you come to work together? It seems as though composing teams are starting to become a, a, a bit more of a thing than they once were. And um, it, it, I appreciate like the, the balance and the contrast that it, it offers in terms of like the music that comes out of these partnerships. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's it is becoming a, a thing for probably numerous reasons at the moment. I mean, not least sometimes the speed that you have to generate, you know, a, a series. If you've got like an app to do in a week, then sometimes there's a practical reason why people come together and, and, um, and join forces. But there's also a sort of well-being thing of it. I, I don't know. I'll let Will speak about it as well. But I think we've both found that the actual, you know, composing can be quite a, a solitary career. And especially nowadays where you know, you can achieve amazing results with just samples. And um, I think the idea, you know, it, it can force you into your sort of, into yourself. So the idea of having someone else to run ideas by and go, what do you think of this, mate? You know, what is this a good idea, bad idea? Or maybe even develop things has been has been brilliant. And I think me and Will have really grown through that process and I really enjoyed working together. I don't know how you feel about it, Will. Yeah, no, as, as you say, I think um, it's, it's, it was an unexpected experience, Uh as we both come from working on our own. Um, and we were kind of pushed together uh, on that project um, by the BBC initially, who decided they wanted a composing team and they, they'd chosen us individually on merit and then asked if we'd be happy to work together. So it was quite interesting um, from both yeah. angles in that we hadn't chosen, uh, you know, we hadn't worked together before. We didn't actually know each other that well before. So there was a very sort of uh, initial period where we were sort of doing lots of sessions together and working out how that would work. Um, and found that we had quite a sort of mutual uh, approach to to this to these this way of composing as well. So it worked yeah, I think well. we're, we're quite sim. It was amazing how we we felt we were a bit alien in in the way that we worked <laughs> like individually. And then we got together and it was almost like wow, there's someone else that is equally sort of bizarre in their yeah. approach. It was quite it was quite nice, wasn't it, Will, to, to find yeah, that? Yeah, Because we yeah, are both really a little bit different, aren't we, in the way that we, uh, that we do when we score. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was sort of quite, uh, quite fortuitous. Uh, it was sort of quite complimentary. And we sort of saw that straight away. And we were kind of like, okay, so instead of you taking that cue, you know, and dividing up episodes so that we would handle one episode each alternatively, um, we we decided to go in completely collaboratively and make it more almost like uh, a band would score it, or you know we'd we'd literally be in the studios together recording ideas, and then if we we're collaborating on a cue, one of us might start it and send it over to the other person, um, and it's actually been a really really great experience. Yeah, we had to get our chops up in terms of like how because we both live in different locations as well, so. We had to get our chops up in in terms of like how to share stuff and but still allow for creativity because what we didn't want to do is make a like a really straight jacketed system where you couldn't just get up in the morning and think I'm just going to dive in and have that idea. So <laughs> um, in a way, we we thought it was the perfect um, preparation for COVID times, you know, of everyone working remotely because we'd <laughs> kind of already got it all locked down two or three years yeah. before. Now working for like these Attenborough documentaries um that is that that is like that is a dynasty in and of itself 
like I mean, this has been something that's been going for a long. Like, uh, is is it sort of? Will I? I know you've worked on some of these before, but like, is it somewhat intimidating to be um, related to like what has what is sort of like the the pinnacle of nature documentaries? Yeah, yeah I mean, I. Yeah, I do. I do feel like I do feel like there's a kind of huge responsibility actually to 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 complement um, what these programs are doing in terms of you know the subject matter, the the way the BBC is 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 making these programs. There's always they're always trying to find a new angle and a way of making it interesting. Um, and obviously, the you get some of the footage back, and it's just incredible, you know. And you're just looking mm. at it, going, "Oh, oh wow, we've, we've got to do something really good here, you know, <laughs> to complement this." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know what you think, Benji. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, although having said that, I don't know how you find it, Will, but like, they're so down to earth in the natural history unit. You almost feel like they they put you at ease. Of like, you just feel like you 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 don't have that pressure from them, if you know what I mean. So, but it definitely, when you get the footage in and it's just, it blows you away, you're just, you feel the pressure because you're like, yeah, you've got to, you've got to, got to sharpen the old chops and, and get, get something going that's going to be fitting of this. But equally, I think, I think we're both like, we've had a lot of conversations, a lot, a lot of our emphasis is about not just trying to sort of pay homage to the past, but like try and, you know, sort of i suppose forge new paths and new sounds for this you know stuff as well and engage new audiences because you know it, that's what we want we want the in this case natural history to be appreciated not just by you know people who remember it from their childhood but by young people coming up they want to you know stimulated and interested in the environment and the, and the natural world so that's we feel like we've got some license to push push the kind of um musical language further well, that that is that sort of goes into something that I was going to ask about, which is the idea that it, it seems as though your music um, does a very solid job of uh, complementing this, but there is sort of like a BBC Earth tone that has been sort of developed since. I would guess since planet earth debuted in 2006 mm. and it, it, it has sort of become its own brand of, uh, d- uh, documentary. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think, well, there's things that always evolve, don't they? But as you say, I think planet, planet earth, um, planet earth two, uh, in particular, was a massive massive success uh blue plants here as well obviously uh but i think since then there's been a lot of you know investment and wanting to replicate some of that success as well so there's there's inevitably a kind of um you know a, a new sort of uh new, new style forged but we've we've generally tried to sort of just do our own thing a little bit as well but also paying homage to the past you know uh, a little bit but just kind of release ourselves from necessarily having to follow any particular thing and actually you know some of the projects that we've got coming up are even more liberating in that sense because there is the the natural subject matter is is quite sort of alien and is allowing us to push the sort of um the musical language even further i don't know if you've got anything to add to that will uh yeah i mean um 
it's kind of interesting times because I feel like there is opportunity for us to sort of slightly, um, you know, to put a bit of our own character into these scores, which we try to do with dynasties. And um, I think we're, we're we're fully aware of, you know, having sort of worked on documentaries in the past, we sort of, there is that sort of brand sound, but within that, I think we try and add our own, our own sort of way, our own approach to it. Um, but as as Benji says, looking forward, we're we're um, we're almost trying to look at, at taking a step even further back to where um, the Radiophonic Workshop or or um, the, there was a composer in Bristol who worked on the first uh, Life on Earth called Ed Williams, and mm. his his approach to this stuff was very much you know this material, the way these programs are made, it's abstract, you know, it's different to drama or um, you know other types of program making where you maybe got like a long form narrative. This is this is kind of the natural world, and it's kind of weird, and it's interesting, and it's fan- fantastical. And his his approach was very much like taking the radiophonic workshop thing, maybe combining it with tape loops, um, but also this sort of lovely chamber string sound which he he fused with it, um, almost like Debussy textures or Ravel textures. Um, and it's, it's, it's really interesting stuff. It's worth checking, checking out his stuff actually. It's, mm. um, you know, it's almost like the, the guy sort of invented natural history music. And then <laughs> after then, I think people sort of, took <laughs> yeah. approach, they took approaches to it in, in slightly abstract ways. I think only like you say from sort of the mid two thousands, it, it created its, its own sound, which is what people think of it today. Um, but yeah, we're definitely looking to experiment with that. Well, I would, I, I was, I would assume that like the upcoming Green Planet miniseries that'll come out next year, like that offers like all kinds of opportunities to do something completely different because it's not focusing as so many of these documentaries do on animals, but on plants, and so like that gives you that chance to like. I don't know. I I, I think like uh, I I think of like Mort Garson's like the Plantasia record that got reissued a couple of years ago, uh, mm, where you know it's yeah. like music for plants, and it just seems like th- that. And, and also, I guess like Ed Williams as well. Like definitely like being as how um, the Life on Earth series starts like with bacteria and stuff like that. It's you're dealing with a much different uh, set of uh in visual inspirations than you might otherwise have yeah definitely definitely i mean like sonically you can draw on anything really as opposed to like say even with with animals there's inevitably a little some degree of personification you know Mm -hmm. just to tell a story or, or to to allow audiences to empathize with a plight or whatever it is but with this one yeah it it's wide open really. And, and that's the exciting thing about it musically is you can go and, you know, we're, we're the, we're the type of characters that we'll want to push it as far as we can, but still obviously give the audience, you know, what they need um, to tell the story, to tell the individual stories. But yeah, I mean, as Will said, we're, we're already diving into sort of early sessions where we're looking at using quite electroacoustic techniques, brassage, you know, say tape loops, you know, interesting types of processing as well like granular synthesis and looking at you know looking at trying to create 
almost like musical paradigms that that we can then attach to certain parts of this um, story. And yeah, as Will said, also very interested in the sort of textural work of, um, you know, Ligeti and Debussy Ravel, and, and we're exploring that kind of um, an area to, to, to give that kind of sense of magic and, you know, alien landscapes or whatever it is. Now um, you've both worked on like quite a few documentaries. Um and I'm always curious, like when I talk to composers who seem to have a niche, like, uh, is, is that, uh, something to which you fell in or was this born out of, uh, a personal interest in, in that particular genre? I'll let Will go for that one. Cause he probably, okay, more, um, yeah, need more years. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I kind of came at it from a genuine interest in, in nature documentaries. I mean, I was, I was based in Bristol and I was very interested in what BBC was making at that time in the late nineties. Um, as I was saying, I mean, program making was obviously very different then. Um, and the styles of program making were different and therefore the scoring was, uh, you know, had very different approaches. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was kind of generally interested. I didn't really think about uh, there being niches or, or you know, like there was. I mean, TV composing anyway was was a niche. So you know, yeah. if you, if yeah, you we've oft, like well, we've often joked, haven't we, that it's like nowadays composing is you know not that we're completely over the hill, hopefully, but we've been around for, for a little bit, and nowadays it's it's like a quite a sort of hipster aspirational job you know <laughs> when we started it was kind of like oh you, what you can't be in a band so you're doing tv composing or something is that, is that how it works for you <laughs> do you know what i mean or something like that so and it and it was kind of seen as something you did like a almost like a commission for oh yeah sorry am i dropped out just for a sec yeah yeah you bet no, it was seen like you, you know, a commission you do for almost like a an art project alongside your music career, uh, you know, playing in bands or something. So, <laughs> so, so you know, the BBC would sort of, well, well, kind of, but you, you know, the BBC would sort of uh, approach different people and say, you know, would you fancy scoring this natural world um, and bringing your sort of approach to it? So it's quite interesting times. It's interesting to see how program making and scoring has changed as well during that time. And, um, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't seen as a, a career, I don't think, in, 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 in that respect. <laughs> so basically, yeah, we both completely fell into it. <laughs> we were sort of... No, but I think there was, there was a bit of that. It's like, I mean, my from my personal sort of trajectory i i started working off on working on sort of more short form things like title sequences you know shorter bits um and then gradually expanded to sort of longer form stuff but i'm not sure i'm not sure when i was like 21 or something i was like yeah i just really want to be a you know documentary composer or even i didn't even think you could be a composer if i'm completely honest I, i didn't know how you'd even get a job as being a composer so it's all it's all a bit of a bonus really (laughs) Well, it's like so funny, like thinking like uh, there's such like a rich, <laughs> like the 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 history of uh, like uh, d- 
television composing in the UK like it is so closely tied to the BBC or yeah. I guess like maybe like the DeWolf library music company exactly. as, yeah. as, as well but um like what's it like to be part of like a, a lengthy um like to be part of this continuum like where you're you're you know you are you are part of this thing that so many other people have created sounds for mm. yeah i mean it, it's amazing really to be able to be in that you know i think we both regard it as a as a privilege you know to to be able to contribute to to that you know history and what I would say is, you know, it's a credit to the, I know the BBC get bashed sometimes from different <laughs> quarters, but, but I mean, the opportunities, and I think we're both a testament to that of like normal people, you know, who are obviously trained in music, but being given an opportunity. And yeah, we, we jumped at that opportunity and we, you know, we made the music and then, but, but had we not had those kind of outlets such as the BBC and as you say, Dwarf, and I know Will has been involved with Dwarf quite a bit in the past you know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be sat here talking about this. So you do need things like that to give people opportunities to, um, to contribute. And yeah, but I think both of us, it's a, it's a massive honor and, you know, to, to, to be able to do, you know, what will be, well, three Attenborough series by the end of next year in, in just feels like a real privilege. What's the, the process given that, um, uh, meerkats, uh, will be getting a release, like a, a proper you know soundtrack release from mm. uh, Silver Screen, who have released v- quite a few of the the BBC Earth uh, soundtracks over the last few years. I have quite a few on my shelf behind me. Um, uh, what is the process for the two of you as composers in taking you know this music that you composed for an entire series and like winnowing it down to what will fit? on a compact disc or LP. Yeah, sure. Um, Will, do you, want, do you want me to go with that one? Well, I mean, I think you've been quite across that, Benji, so it might be quite good for you to yeah, dive expand. in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it's always a difficult one putting the soundtrack together because, you know, there's lots of nice music on a particular series and you, you want to show it off, but then equally it needs to be in a form where people... Um, People, you know, are going to enjoy it as a listening experience without the visual aspect. Although we are actually quite interested in in audio visual stuff, which we're possibly, you know, got some things coming along for Green Planet with that. But I think the key is just making sure we've been we've been playing around with the format, to be honest. Which is why with Meerkats, for example, we released an e- sort of EP of suites, right. so that you like you've got a chance to go through some of the main themes, but like it, you know, in a in a shorter form, so you can just kind of enjoy almost an overview of the whole score before the album drops and then you've got more detail. So I think that feels like quite a nice, playful thing to do. So it's obviously it's, it's a very different, um, it's a very different sort of world in terms of the way that music is consumed nowadays and, you know, Spotify playlisting and all of that kind of stuff. So a lot of people still enjoy the full soundtrack format, which, you know, I love as well. I'm, you know, grew up listening to soundtracks, absolutely loving it, but equally, some people just want to dip their toe in and have a little listen. So I think having these kind of shorter EP or uh, focus tracks, which are like sweets that give you a taster, is quite a good idea, really. So we're playing around with it, really. Well, that sounds like that's um, 
like a really interesting challenge to be to like go back and take this music that you composed like for all of these different pieces and like different uh, pieces of the series and then going back and trying to like winnow them down i imagine that like having to do that like affects your future composition and that like it lets you because you're you're almost being I don't want to say forced, but like you have to go yeah. back and re-listen to this stuff like after it's done in order yeah. to, to do it for this release. And I, I'm sure that lets you hear things that you might not otherwise have noted. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if, Will, you want to expand on that a bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always interesting when you go back and listen to stuff and you... Uh, but I think it's a good chance, you know, putting these soundtracks out it's a really good opportunity to to sort of uh, almost draw a line under a project. A lot of these projects, when we finish them, they you almost don't know you're finished. They sort of go out now, and you, you work all the way up to the end, and then uh, it just you know it kind of just gets taken away from you and mixed, and then out, and you never really have the opportunity to do that review process. So it is it is good. it's great to do actually. It's a really good way of sort of taking in what you've been involved with and and then as i say drawing a line under it but also as you as you say nick sort of listening to what you've done and maybe thinking about how you can interpret that in the future and maybe move it on or incorporate other elements and stuff so yeah it's good yeah it does i think i see it provides that sort of natural end point and something you can look for look look back on in the future as as will says we uh, you know, we've, we're on the phone most days and we've, we've joked about various things, but this was one that we kind of both noted, especially in the past when we were working on series just on our own, is you get to the end of it and it'd be, you'd be expecting this brass band to be playing, you know, <laughs> outside your window. And it's like, actually, you just you just walk out of the studio and you sort of have to pick up the, the pieces of your life that are left lying all around you because you, you just sunk your entire last six months into a project and you're like literally you're sort of emaciated and you know your house is completely yeah your house nothing works in the house everything's leaking <laughs> yeah, your hair's you haven't shaved for weeks whatever it is but but this way you do get that sort of sense of uh, of, of, of a finish and also you know it's useful for people i guess it's a bit like a showreel as well for you for like other producers and directors who who might want to might be interested to use you and they can they can sort of listen to your music and try it out on their on their edits so yeah it's it's a really useful thing to have well that's it's great that there's a real audience for this stuff now as well oh, yeah. i mean i mean you know it's just i mean people get in touch and you know let us know that they've enjoyed the, the music as well and it's it's just great it's really great to get that feedback well, it means a lot to us actually because i think you know people who listen to soundtracks may think that the, that the composers are probably sort of inundated with just but actually we don't get a lot of feedback in a lot of cases so like say when we do now that we are getting our soundtracks out there and we're getting such positive news and people are just saying i mean we often have people like painters get in touch and say how much they enjoy their music and they they use it to paint to and that actually means a huge amount they they may feel it's just you know not important but it, it really is so i think anyone who is listening who is interested in in um you know soundtracks 
let's keep the art form alive because I think we all <laughs> love it. You know, it's 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 been at risk. You know, there there are some areas of the industry are like, oh, it's not really worth putting out soundtracks anymore, is it? Because you know, so I think the more of us that are interested and discuss it and, and buy it and, and all of that, it's, it, it all adds to that art form. I agree with you one hundred percent on <laughs> all of that. <laughs> And uh, Benji, Will, I want to thank you both for taking time out of your day to talk to me. Um, uh, This has been a lot of fun, uh, and uh, I really can't wait for Green Planet when it comes out next year. Uh, And I think everybody uh, is probably as excited as I am, as well as um, the the other work that will will come in the the Dynasty series. Um, So again, thank you both so much. Oh, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Great Nick. to chat to you. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Nick. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. Thanks to Will and Benji for speaking with me. Throughout 2021, the remaining second series of Dynasty's episodes will unfold, and from the same Sir David Attenborough narrated stable, Green Planet is due to air early in 2022, featuring sonic adornment from Benji and Will. The pair are, however, not confined to nature documentaries, with other genre projects forthcoming both individually and collectively. Action movie SAS Red Notice, scored by Benji, is out now, and Will is part of the band The Fawns, who will release new music on Invader Records later this year. You can find the composer's combined work at willandbenji.com, that's W-I-L-L-A-N-D-B-E-N-J-I.com, and you can find Benji on Twitter, at Benji Marison. That's B-E-N-J-I-M-E-R-R-I-S-O-N. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at FromAnInspiredBy.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at FromInspiredPod, and can be found on Instagram at FromAnInspiredBy. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Click those follow and subscribe buttons, please. Also, please hit up the website and click on the Aid and Assistance button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking with musician Daniel Smith and director Chris White about the Christian heavy metal comedy Electric Jesus. Until then, thanks for listening.